ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி ஆர் ப்ரெசென்டட் வித் இன்ட்ரிகெட் ஃபேசட்ஸ் ஆஃப் லைஃப் ஃப்ரம் அ போயிட்ஸ் ஹோம் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு ஒன் சிக்ஸ்டி பெண்ட் அபவுட் த வேலர் கிங் குமனன் பை த போயிட் பெருஞ்சித்திரனார் set in the category of padam tinai of king's praise the verse reveals the renown of this king urugeli nyayitru onkadir misaindha mulipul kaanam kulaippa kallena adirkural yerodu tuli sorindhaangu pasithina thirangiya kasivudai yaakai avul puguvu ariyadu aagalin vaadiya nerikol varikudar kulippa tannena குய்கோள் கொழுந்துவை நெய்யுடை அடிசில் மதிசேர் நாள்மீன் போல நவின்ற சிறுபொன் நன்கலம் சுற்ற இரீ கேடு இன்றாக பாடுனர் கடும்பு என அரிது பெரு பொலங்கலம் எளிதினின் வீசி நட்டோர் நட்ட நல்லிசை குமனன் மட்டுவார் மருகின் முதிரத்தோனி செல்குவையாயின் நல்குவன் பெரிது என பல்புகள் நுவலுனர் கூற வல் விரைந்து உள்ளம் துறப்ப வந்தனன் எல்லுற்று இல் உணா துரத்தலின் இல் மறந்து உறையும் புல் உளை குடுமி புதல்வன் பல்மான் பாலியில் வருமுலை சுவைத்தனன் பெறா கூழும் சோறும் கடை ஊழின் உள்ளிரு வருங்கலம் திறந்து அளக்கண்டு மரப்புலி உரைத்தும் மதியம் காட்டியும் நொந்தனலாகி நுந்தையை உள்ளி பொடிந்தனின் செவ்வி காட்டு என பலவும் வினவலானாலாகி நனவின் அல்லல் உழப்போல் மல்லல் சிறப்ப செல்லா செல்வம் மிகுத்தனை வல்லே விடுதல் வேண்டுவலத்தை படுதிரை நீர் சூழ் நிலவரை உயர நின் சீர்களு விழுப்புகள் ஏத்துகம் பலவே Yet another long song in the market style rendered by this poet to this king. His words can be translated as follows. Making dried-up grass on the forest bed attacked by radiant rays of the fierce and luminous sun to sprout with vigor along with stern-voiced thunder pours raindrops. Akin to that, making lined guts which had shrunken not seeing the visit of food in hunger-infested sweaty bodies to cool he would grant in small and handsome golden vessels fleshy meat cooked with spices and ghee rice arranged akin to stars surrounding the full moon making sure that the kin of bards face no suffering he would easily grant hard to get golden ornaments that kumanan of great fame who is more affectionate to us than his own kin the lord of mudiram who streets overflow with toddy if you were to go to him he would grant you greatly when many spoke of your fame so nudged by my heart i came rushing here as lack of food had rained for long forgetting that his house can ever feed him my young son with a top tuft of hair attempts to suckle at his mother's milkless empty breasts not finding food there he opens vessels with nothing inside again and again hoping to find rice or gruel and then starts crying aloud seeing his tears his mother tries to distract him with stories of a fierce tiger and then tries calming him by pointing to the full moon 
And when that doesn't work, she says to him, Think of your father and show me an angry face. And so she suffers greatly all day. To transform her state, if you were to quickly render gifts from your unceasing and abundant wealth and grant me leave, then I will be sure to sing of you and make your good fame rise high in all the lands enveloped by the waves of the seas. Let's look into the words of this poet a little closely. He starts by talking not about the king or his own situation, but instead a dried up bed of grass. Why is it dry? Attacked day after day by the harsh rays of the sun in summer, the grass is in this ruined state. At this time, imagine how the grass would feel if rain were to pour to the accompaniment of resounding thunder. Hold on to that feeling and now turn to another aspect of human anatomy presented by the poet, that of intestines in human bodies. He talks about shriveled intestines in hungry human bodies that have not seen food for long. This was a line that made me pause and ask, how did these ancients know about the structure of intestines inside the body? There are no mentions of mummification in this culture, and so that knowledge so commonplace for ancient Egyptians cannot be assumed here. Did these ancient Tamils have an understanding of the internal organs in a human body? If so, how did they gain that knowledge? Setting aside these questions, let's revert back to the words of the poet who is now describing the state of those shrunken guts when offered fatty food with spices along with cooked rice. Remember that feeling you were holding on to when dry grass is cooled by rain? That's the same feeling when food is offered to these empty guts, the poet relates. He stacks another simile by talking about how these fatty meat pieces and cooked rice are arranged just like stars around the full moon. This is offered by King Kumanan to many. And not only food but precious ornaments the king offers to all who come seeking to him, say many different people, to this poet. Hearing such glorious praise, the poet seems to have rushed here to Mudiram, the town of this king. Then from Kumanan's fame, the poet turns to his own household and presents a scene happening there. The poet's little boy seems to have forgotten what eating is in their home. He first tries to suckle his mother's milkless breast and finding nothing there out of habit, he opens the empty vessels in his home again and again, seeing if there could be some rice or gruel by a miracle. And finding nothing, he starts hollering in hunger. His mother comes there and first tries to take his mind off that situation by telling frightening stories of fierce tigers and then trying to calm him by pointing to the moon. When that too does not work, she asks him to make an angry face thinking of his father, the poet. Narrating these heart-rending sequence of events at his home, the poet begs the king to bless him promptly with gifts taken from the king's abundant store of wealth so that the pitiable state of the poet's family would change. If the king were to do that, his praises would be sung across all lands of this world, surrounded by seas, the poet promises. A song that etches the pain of poverty, focusing on the helplessness a mother feels in such a situation, seeing the suffering of her hungry children.
The poet is entirely dependent on the king's store of wealth and his generosity to remedy the situation of insufficiency at his home. And so in this poetic echo of an ancient era, we see early traces of the skewed distribution of power and wealth and learn how we have indeed made a world where so much depends on so few. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.